Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, welcome to The Sandful Show. Great to have your company this evening. And like you just heard, Host Plus, if you're not already getting around them, then definitely do that. An industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. My name's Andrew Hayes. Good to speak to you. This is Jason Regan. G'day, Jace. G'day, Hazy. Uh, great to be with you again. Sample footy getting towards the end of what's well, right up in the shooting game now, isn't it? Uh, we are just about at finals time, but we're still no clearer in terms of the makeup of the final five and um, who's actually going to be there in the first place and in what order. So uh, we've got uh, six that can still make it. I think we can safely put a line through mathematically South Adelaide now, but there are still six teams and six into five doesn't go. Yeah, we definitely can. South, three wins outside the top five. So there's two games to go of the regular season. Uh, The Eagles, and we'll get stuck into the mathematics of it a little bit later, but they are every chance to sneak into the five and Sturt are the ones who are absolutely holding them off. Um, In terms of the latter, there's probably an outlier right now, and that is North Adelaide. And that's exactly where they deserve to be. So they're a win clear of the Crows. Norwood are charging as well in third position. The Bays have hit a bunch of hurdles, but they're still inside the top five. And then, like we mentioned, Sturt currently fifth, a win ahead of Woodville West Torrens, who are sixth. Uh, but right now, and deservedly so, the Roosters are the top dogs. They are. It's almost a two-division um, group of six at the moment, isn't it? We've mm. got uh, the top four, and one loss in that top four can send you tumbling multiple spots on the ladder. And then you've got the race for, for fifth between Sturt and the Eagles. Uh, they basically play an elimination final this week and the McGarry medalist in waiting will be joining us today to talk about it. That's a fair comment. I think that's a very, very fair comment. Riley Knight has been sensational all season. Um, if uh, if there's probably one player that could probably uh, charge towards him and maybe cause a bit of an upset, but he probably hasn't played enough games and that's Matt Crouch. If he plays the next two and uh, polls heavily, then who knows? But... Look, uh, there's a few around, I think, that will probably challenge. But for mine, Riley Knight's going to his, – his number of votes, McGarry Medal Knight, is probably going to have a three in front of it. Yep. Disappointing result for the Eagles, though. We'll speak to Riley Knight about that 40-point loss to the Crows. Um, but, look, like you've mentioned, if they can get a ticket, who knows what they can achieve. They know how to do it in September. That's why they've won two flags in a row. Um, so, Riley Knight, not too far away. We're going to speak to Twiggy Rawlings, the coach of Norwood Football Club. They're charging as well. But coming up next – uh, we're going to speak to West Adelaide's Brad Gotch after that big win over your Panthers on the weekend. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. 
Yeah, welcome back to the Sample Show. And don't forget as well, an industry super fund that is Host Plus. For all Australians, run only to benefit its members. You can search Compare Host Plus today. Uh, Andrew Hayes, Jason Regan in with you. Jason, I know that you're a massive South Adelaide supporter. <laughs> so this result didn't sit with you too well, but it certainly sat well with me. I love seeing the Bloods do very, very well. Well, as you know, my son James does a bit of work down at Westies and he has been insufferable this week. Absolutely insufferable. But very pleased for our next guest. He deserves it. He's worked bloody hard at West Adelaide. And Gotchi is on the line. Brad Gotch, g'day, mate. Welcome to the Sample Show. How are you? Yeah, feeling really good. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Hazy. Gotchi, it's good to speak to you after a win. I like this. Should do it more often. <laughs> yeah, long time coming, Hazy. But, yeah, it, we're certainly lapping it up and really enjoying it. So, yeah, the players deserved the rewards for some, you know, pretty strong efforts during the last couple of months. Yeah, mate, take us through what it's like, the difference between a Monday review or even the rest of the weekend when you do get a win. Because I've played in clubs where it's hard to um, get wins and when you do get one or two, it, it kind of almost feels like a grand final. It's great. Yeah, well, clearly, I think the, the, the second win, the, you know, this last weekend was probably celebrated a little bit more greatly because we, we, we brought everyone that was in the rooms into the circle. And that was quite quite special. I reckon there was heavy a couple of of the uh, the you know the guys behind the goals, the, the cheer squad, that might have snuck in. And uh, it was used. I think the boys really really enjoyed that, you know, and, and all the people because I think even one of our property stewards sort of said, oh, "I've never been sort of invited into the circle a lot in the last few years because we haven't had a lot of wins for starters." But yeah, just to be involved in that is is pretty special. So it's it's a good feeling, and uh, the boys certainly can celebrate. So. I suppose the more you celebrate, the more you want to do it, hopefully. So that might be something good going forward. Gotchi, uh, I reckon there is half a dozen supporters that are always down the city end of the ground there at High Sense Arena. And uh, I remember one day the advertising hoarding actually came off its hinge up there. Uh, they banged that uh, advertising there uh, so hard. Uh, did they come into the rooms with you and celebrate? I, I, you mentioned there was a couple of guys from the cheer squad. That would be them, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, clearly the, there's a guy called James that I actually met in the supermarket about a month ago and he was really positive with me about how we're going. He goes, we're not far away from a win. And uh, he, he actually suggested to me, could he come in and speak to the boys at one <laughs> stage before the, the game? Because he said that's how close he was feeling we were getting, you know, in that, in that last four weeks. So I'm sure he was in there and a couple of others. And, but it was just a, just a great feeling. And that, and those, that cheer squad's been amazing. I got you. Take us through the win. In particular, your last quarter was pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we clearly got a bit of momentum up. Hey, as you know, being able to play footy yourself over a period of time, that it can just shift, and all of a sudden, look, South will be really kicking themselves because they kicked eight goals, fifteen, and I reckon they kicked the first of the last quarter about the four minute mark to go twenty six points up, and it looked like it was going to be pretty tough for us, but. But we pulled another goal back within the next four or five minutes, so it gave us still half a sniff. But then it got forward, and Liam Fitt had a shot at goal from about oh, probably 30 metres out, 35 metres maybe. So it wasn't a guinea, but you, you would think he's, he's normally a pretty reliable sort of kick, and he and he missed that, which made it still 21 points. And we, and we took it pretty much straight down in the next few minutes, got a goal, and butted up with another one. And you know in footy the momentum can shift and the confidence can change and the belief can change as well. And, and all of a sudden, look, we, we held our forwards a little bit better in the last 15 minutes and uh, Steele was clearly playing a little bit closer to goal, so he kicked a couple of goals. And Josh Gore, we decided to go man-on with Broadbent 
because Broadbent was having a pretty good game. And we just decided maybe we had to have a defensive forward type attitude on him and all of a sudden Gore kicks too. So, yeah, a couple of things went our way, which was which was nice. It doesn't always go that way. But the boys, I mean, man, the last goal, I think it went into South forward line. Elliot Duncan had a shot at goal, which Tom Rundle smothered. And the ball went from there, rebound, all the way through for a steal goal to put us in front. So, you know, we've we practised a lot of that stuff during the year, but we just haven't been able to execute with the skill level. At, at, you know, at all the times, and we actually did it, and it looked really good. If you if you watch that passage of play, it's a sensational passage, and to finish off with the winning goal, it's even better. Yeah, it was hard to miss it, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've got to say, you're right, untouched, and uh, kicking another goal against his old side still would have been very pleased with that. But look, um, I, I, I noticed Joey Haynes got off the leash a couple of times, but you had him under control for most of the day. Now. He's a dangerous metres gains uh, player for South Adelaide. You must have talked about what to do with him and Broadbent because if you can keep either of those two quiet or both, then you go a long way to beating South Adelaide. Yeah, it was interesting because in the first half, we were two points up at half time and we were playing a certain defensive structure to try and help us not get scored against. And then I reckon South sat down because they're very experienced, Haynes and Broadbent, in the back half. And they changed up what they were doing with their positioning. Mm. and that's why Haynes got forward to kick a goal in the third quarter, and it involved him and Broadbent. And they just outsmarted us a little bit. They caught us off guard. So we, we had a look at that halfway through the third, and then we, we sort of discussed it for the rest of the quarter. Then we decided to shut it down at three-quarter time. And that's yeah. So, look, it was we probably could have done it a little bit earlier, but, but we didn't, and that was probably why we were trailing by that bigger margin. But in the end, it didn't get too far out of hand that we couldn't run it down, but geez, we, we did leave it a little bit tight, but full credit to them too because they're experienced campaigners and good coaching and they just outsmarted us a bit through that third quarter. Well, I think they kicked four goals, six to about one goal. So, I mean, yeah, on reflection or hindsight, they kicked six, four, or they kicked seven, three, and the game's probably all over. So, just something that we, we, we've actually discussed as a, as a match committee and as a group and as a playing group as well about what we need to do in those circumstances. So it's, it's all part of that learning curve journey. Yep, no doubt as well. Though, Gotchi, you, um, you're a very modest man, but uh, often um, results <laughs> like that are because of high-pressure football from the blood. So it makes a big difference uh, in terms of conversion. Um, we talk about some of your players now. Jackson Edwards, uh, one that sticks out, found a ton of the football over the weekend. He's averaging just over 20 disposals. He's been a good pickup as a whole. Great story, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I was glad to get my hands on him because, as you know, Hage, I was with Tyson at Port, Port Power years ago. So I sort of knew uh, Jackson at that stage and the boys, you know, as I was growing up, running young. So it was great to uh, get him over to our footy club this year, come from a great culture in Glenelg, so we knew he was going to be you know, adding something, some real value to the way we go about our standards and how we go about our training and, and so forth. Just a great attitude, works hard, and he's getting the reward, which is really pleasing for him. Look, uh, I want to talk Callum Park as well because I think this young man has got a really important role to play with you guys and it's it's growing. Uh, watched a few of your early games this year, Gotchi, and uh, I've seen him now I think five uh, five or six separate occasions and every time he just plays a little bit better. Um, now, he's, he's certainly not young as in terms of age, but in games played at senior level, he's still got some work to do, but he's coming along nicely. Yeah, it's one of those really good pickups for us where we, we identified that we, you know, a younger player, because only in his early 20s, mm. and just lacked a bit of opportunity because of how good Glenelg were. 
And, yeah, we've had to work on a couple of things with him because we played him as that running back early in the season. I don't know if you noticed, we've, we've sort of put him more to a wing the last few weeks because his offense and his kicking power is, is pretty good. And, and, and he gets a lot of it. He finds it and he works hard and he runs hard. So, yeah, we just found a, a nice little niche for him and I think it's been good for him. He ha- he's got a bit of a connection with his with his brother, you know, being with the club. So it was a bit of passion that he wanted to come over and get involved. So it's been a win-win for both. What's the uh, coaching makeup looked up, look like now, Gotchi? Last time we spoke to you, you'd made your debut on the boundary and it worked well for him. Have you, have you kept that tactic up? I have, yeah. I've really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, because got a lot of trust of the, the boys in the box with Adam and, and Wade and Ryan Anderson. You know, they've been doing a, a great job up there. We've got a coaching coordinator up there as well and a couple of other reserve coaches are helping out. So we feel like that's going on. I've got connection through the, the headset, so, so that's good. But I think the positivity and calmness that I can, and actually instruction that I can add down on the bench has been helpful as well because I know even on the weekend there was just a couple of little things I did without even really telling the box what I was doing. But uh, we had two ruckmen playing their, their second game. So we had one up forward and one in the ruck and I decided about halfway through the quarter just to go smaller and hold our forwards a bit more because we had to score. And so that was clearly a good move. And then and then also just the, the calm and po- calmness and positivity and, and instructional stuff to the boys of certain things because they just come up to me and ask me about certain things. So I think it's been a really good innovation. I wish I'd have done it earlier. Gotchi, uh, I've got to ask you about this because uh, I know that Woolworths down there at Norlunga when you left Pantherland, uh, they were shattered because they were selling uh, exorbitant amounts of mixed lollies. Now, if you're not up in the box at the moment, <laughs> have they moved the uh, the trailer down to the bench for you or uh, have you got a runner going up and down the steps? What's the story? No, I've actually calmed down on all that sort of stuff in oh. uh, in recent years because the old Marty Gorelli wasn't looking too good, so... The old belly was getting a little bit big, a bit, a bit too much of a sugar fix on match day. So I think I might have come in a little bit further since those days. You'll be uh, pleased today, mate. They bring him into the box for me now, so uh, <laughs> I'm very pleased. Well, it keeps you hyper and it keeps you attentive when you're doing that sort of stuff. And it is a little bit of a habitual thing. But, yeah, now I've been able to steer clear of that and trying to stay calm and positive on the bench has been really good. Uh, good stuff. Uh, got you. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, mate. Congratulations on the win uh, on the weekend. Obviously a big task this week against North Adelaide, but um, always good to see the Bloods do well. Yeah, thanks, Hayley. Um, we, we see it as a, a really good challenge this week against the top opposition, so it'll be interesting to see how we can go. We'll give it our best shot. Absolutely. Brad Gotch from the West Adelaide Football Club joining us. And uh, Gotchi just, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's pretty obvious. You sort of see what you get, but from what I'm hearing internally as well, just a bloke who was... So unbelievably highly valued. Some good things starting to happen at West Adelaide. Um, and like we just heard before, it's just a matter of time. Just keep on chipping away and they're starting to flow through. His players love him. His staff love him. Uh, it was the same at Pantherland too when he was there. But in particular, hearing some really good things out of uh, what the staff, uh, how they interact with, yep. with Gotchi and uh, he's just a. If you can't get on with Brad Gotch, um, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it's, it's on not you. Gotchy. It's not Gotchy's fault. It's your fault. <laughs> it's on you. It is on you. You need to assess yourself. <laughs> right. Go and have a look in the mirror. You heard it here. Sort that out. Uh, this is the Sample Show. We are doing it thanks to Host Plus and the Industry Super Fund for all Australians. Coming up next, we're going to speak to one of the absolute. In fact, he would be the odds on favourite to win the McGarry Medal. Oh, for sure. Uh, best I've seen so far, but. Look, there are a couple of outliers, a couple of floaters, and the last couple of weeks are going to be big weeks, not just for the Eagles in terms of whether or not they play finals, but for this man's McGarry middle mm. tilt. Riley Knight from the Eagles, up next. 
On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome back to The Sample Show. Of course, uh, like you just heard, thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search, compare Host Plus today. The Eagles find themselves in a bit of an unfamiliar situation. Two games outside of the top five. There's two games to go. They need to win their last two. They need Sturt to lose their last two. And they can set that in a very good path this weekend when they take on the Double Blues at home. But we're always used to the uh, Eagles contesting finals. We are. Uh, it's not outside the realm of possibility that they'll get there again. They've got to win. It's almost an elimination final, pretty much, this week. Because yep. Sturt, in their final round match, will all take on the the Roosters. So that's going to be a tough one for them. But a uh, big game this one. And uh, our next guest is going to be very prominent in it, Riley Knight. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Mate, let's talk about your form, first of all. No, I don't know this. Uh, you mightn't feel overly comfortable talking about yourself, but your form has been sensational, mate, and you are absolutely uh, the odds-on favourite to win the McGarry medal. So from that perspective, you must be pleased. Um, yeah, it's not too bad, mate. I've um, just really enjoyed a, a consistent year. Um, it's been great to be consistently on the on the park this year and um, have no issues with my body, which has been great. And um, yeah, it's been great to just put up um, some good performances week in, week out. And yeah, it's been a little bit disappointing. Obviously, haven't haven't won as many games as what we would have liked. But um, yeah, it's still been a been a really enjoyable year, and um, I still love my footy regardless. So it's been great. We've touched on this before, but your body is, it seems, is in as good a nick as ever. What's what's the difference? Um, oh, mate, I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, I think just for me personally, it's just being back in charge of what I know works for me. And um, yeah, I've had a really good approach to um, a lot less weights and, and dropping some weight again and um, just getting uh, getting my body back to being where it needs to be. I think I stepped off the list at around 84, 85 kilos and now I'm 78. So I've lost nearly seven kilos since I've finished up on a list. And I think that's really helped me um, with my soft tissue injuries and um, not having to carry that extra weight. It's been good. I think, uh, I mean, can you put Daniel Menzel in the same category? That's a bloke who went through <laughs> so much. And at his age now, he looks as fit as a fiddle. Yeah, he's going well, and he, you know he does a lot of extras um, outside of the club to get himself up for a weekend that not a lot of people see. And um, he's very professional in the way that he gets his um, his body right to be able to perform at the level. And um, he's having a great year, and yeah, it's great to see him on the park and playing some great footy. It's not too many teams uh, that don't make finals when they have the the Ken Farmer medalist and the potential McGarry medalist. But I know you don't like thinking of yourself in that sort of regard. But the reality is, mate, you've had an outstanding season and uh, you've had some um, some good service around you, which has helped uh, in the ruck. Not only have you got Big Redden, but uh, Ballenden's back and supplying you guys in the middle with uh, some pretty good service. So you'd have to give yourself a chance in the last couple of weeks to still make it, even though uh, the, the Crows got hold of you on the weekend. Yeah, definitely. We always think we're, um, you know, never never that far away and we're, we're never as good as what we seem either. So we've got that approach at the moment that we're not that far away from, um, you know, recapturing some really good form. We um, put up a really good half of footy against Adelaide and, and um, obviously, yeah, we dropped away in the second half. But I thought there were some really good signs there on the weekend that we're starting to get back to where we need to be. And um, for us, it's just about building some continuity with the with the group going forward. We've um, had a lot of injuries this year with our group and we've had a lot of new faces coming in and and coming out of the side. So um, over the last couple of weeks, I think we're just looking forward to um, really getting back to our Eagles brand of football and, and what we know works and, and what we're renowned for. So um, 
yeah, it's going to be. It's obviously a challenge for us to um, obviously keep the three feet alive. But um, you know, the playing group's fully invested at the moment, and we're all all still trying to get the absolute best out of ourselves. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks, and obviously Sturter in some great form at the moment as well, playing some really good footy. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a challenge this weekend, but um, yeah, under lights down at Woodville Oval, at Woodville Oval will be uh, will be fantastic. So, a fantastic way to get a skill on. I was going to say, no, it, it it needs to be noted just how much you guys have been smashed personnel wise. I mean, the injuries. I think big names like Troy Menzel with the knee, etc. But then even at the start of the year to lose Hayes and Cheetahs so late in the piece. Jeez, um, you're done with all the curveballs. <laughs> Hopefully, mate. But, you know, that's what um, our footy club's obviously renowned for. We are renowned for, um, you know, producing AFL talent. And um, on one hand, it's great because, you know, it, it means we have a really successful club and we've got some great pathways for juniors to be able to, to um, achieve their, their goals and their dreams of playing football at the highest level. But at the same time, it does hurt us um, at the, you know, the, the league level. Um, I think I sat down with Sheed the other day and I think from the first premiership we won back in 2020, we've lost 15 players. <laughs> from that side so um you know it's hard to it's hard to build a really consistent group when when you have that many players um either you know being offered opportunities above or, or retiring but we're not obviously making excuses we've got some really good juniors coming through and um i think this year's been great um as well for us it's a year that we probably need to have we've been able to to blood a lot of youngsters and give them an opportunity and a taste and um hopefully yeah over the next sort of 12 to 18 months we'll see the rewards from um, giving those guys some opportunities the other thing you're becoming renowned for down there at uh, Warn Team Kia Oval is, um, well, pretty ordinary hair, hairstyles, Hazy, I've got to say. Young oh. Buck, uh, one of the worst mullets you've ever seen. Now, what has Comatichiani got going on down there at the moment? Because that is about two steps away from a full afro, I reckon, mate. Well, for starters, I actually love Bucky's uh, mullet. He is one of the most loved players on and off the field, and uh, he gets a quite quite a fair uh, attention from um, the ma- the female v- variety uh, out on town. So he's pretty happy right? with himself at the moment. But, um, but yeah, as for Comet, he's a sort of mix in between. He um, He's a school teacher and uh, his principal is not a huge fan of it. So he's got some guidelines and he's trying to work in, but he's also trying to uh, just step over the line as well as much as he can. So yeah, it's, uh, he needs to have, have a bit of a look in the mirror and um, yeah, a bit of a reality check, I reckon, for Comma. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Nida, things have changed since I was uh, out in the town because I, I would have thought that if I was trying to impress the ladies with their haircut like Bucky's, uh, that's probably not the avenue I would have gone down back today. Maybe things have changed? <laughs> oh, they definitely have, mate, I think. They definitely have. The mullet is well and truly back. The sleeveless flannel uh, to go with it, of course. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Winnie Blues, just in the top of the, the shirt. But uh, look, uh, away from that, young Buck is playing some really good footy. Uh, and that's why I brought him up, not just because of his hairstyle, but uh, he's slotted in seamlessly down back and he's playing an important role. You've even, I've even seen him come up the ground a little bit and start getting involved in terms of uh, going inside 50 instead of rebound 50. So um, you just keep finding these kids that come either out of the country areas or... Uh, out of the leagues around, uh, you keep blooding them, bringing them through, and uh, he's quickly picked up uh, how to play Eagles footy, I think. Yeah, definitely, and that's what I mean in terms of, um, you know, these guys are starting to finally get some opportunities. Obviously, over the last couple of years, we've, we've had some really good depth, um, and we've had some really good senior players that probably haven't quite got the opportunities that they've wanted to, but um, they're the ones that obviously have helped get the footy club to where it is. But, um, yeah, now that obviously a few of them have moved on, there's been um, opportunities that have opened up for a lot of these younger kids coming through. Um, 
you know, Zach Buck's just one of them. We've got Lukey Beacon um, as well coming through. We've got Will Pierce, who obviously was a Powerade Breakthrough Player um, of the Week on the weekend. Uh, Maxi Lister as well. Um, yeah, we've got um, a heap of these young kids coming through. And um, it's just great to see that the, the footy club's in a really healthy spot. Uh, we've got a lot of talent um, and a lot of good juniors coming through, which um, should hold the club in in good stead moving forward. Uh, mate, you've, you've played such good footy for so long now. In terms of looking to the future, how do you assess things? Do you, do you wait to the end of the year or do you feel like you've still got plenty more to give? Um, I still like, I feel like I've got plenty more to give. Um, I feel like I'm just sort of starting to settle in and, and really hit my straps at Sanford level. So, um, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to... Uh, I'm not looking to move away from Sanford anytime soon. I really enjoy the competition. I enjoy um, the challenge of, of playing against the best footballers in the state at the moment and still testing yourself against um, AFL-quality players. It's um, always a good challenge. And, yeah, it's something that I enjoy. And, um, you know, I love the footy club. I've, I've loved being invested and involved uh, back there since I finished up off the list. We've got a great coaching group. We've got a great play, a playing group. Um and support staff as well. So, um, yeah, I'm quite happy where I am at the moment and hopefully um, can be involved in another premiership in the next couple of years and, um, yeah, go from there. Now, I know you've batted this away a couple of times already, but I'm going to come back to it once more. Uh, The McGarry Medal. Now, you've played football at the highest level. You've been on the the MCG on grand final day, but where would a McGarry Medal stack up in the career of Riley Knight? Uh, Would it be a highlight? Would it be the highlight? Would... Is it not something you're focused in uh, at, at all at this point? Because uh, the McGarry Medal carries with it um, a lot of prestige, a lot of history, but uh, it gets a little bit lost in the landscape of today's footy. Sometimes uh, is it is it something that you think about at all? Um, a little bit here and there, but I think for me personally, if I I found that if I've started um, looking at that or, or you know trying to achieve that I, I go away from what makes me a great footballer and, and makes me a great teammate and um, for me I'm still trying to do the absolute best that I can for my team and, and to help them get the win and um, you know I find that when I do that as well um, that the results take care of themselves and I play the best footy that I can and um, that actually goes a long way to achieving that that goal of a McGarry medal but um, yeah, it's an interesting question. It, I don't really know what it, where, where it would stack up, to be honest. Um, I've obviously played in the, the uh, AFL Grand Final, which was an unreal, unreal experience. Um, I've had some you know, great showdown wins. Um, I've obviously won a sample um, premiership here with Eagles. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, going to be an interesting, interesting time if that happens and an interesting achievement. But, um, yeah, it's such a prestigious award. And, and just to be even considered for that this year and, and be in the running for that is, um, you know, something that I'm, I'm really, uh, really proud of and something that, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what happens. One of your old teammates will no doubt feature heavily, and that is Matt Crouch in the votes. He's probably <laughs> racking up threes and twos every single time that he plays. Um, is he stoppable at this level? How do you stop him from getting so much of the football? Is there anything that you can do? Um, look, there's not too much you can do to stop Matty. Um, he's, you know, he's such a great in and under contested style of player, and um, that's really what the sample is. It, it, that's the type of brand that we play here, so it really suits him and and settles him. But to be honest, he he shouldn't be playing sample. He's too good a footballer to be playing here, and. It's disappointing to see what's happened with him um, at, at Adelaide at the moment. Um, obviously, an All-Australian and um, club champion. Um, yeah, it's disappointing to see where, he, where he's at at the moment, but hopefully um, he can get another opportunity somewhere else and 
or crack his way back into the AFL side. I think he really deserves an opportunity. He's had a couple of really good weeks back down here now, and um, just to see the way that he's moving and, and um, his leadership on the weekend when we played Adelaide was um, second to none, and he's still really invested in the footy club and the and the boys. So, um, yeah, hopefully he gets another crack at it, and we'll see what happens. Just unfortunately he had to do, uh, do what he did on the weekend to United with 42. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously the Smackers by 40 points as well didn't help, so that was good. Mate, uh, before we wrap up, best sledge on the weekend, was it you directed to someone from your old mob or did you cop some stick from someone from the Crows? Uh, come on, now don't play a straight bat to this one. Uh, I don't care if it's fit for radio even, just let us know. No, nah, I actually caught the good one from um, Kieran Straw, and I'm pretty good mates with Straw, and he played a lot of footy with him at Adelaide, and um, there was a holding the, bo- holding the ball decision that uh, I didn't get go my way, and I sort of had a bit of a crack at the umpire about it, and Straw came over and just said, yep, there goes the toys out the cots from NIDA. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was about the only one, mate. Other than that, it was, um, I didn't really have much to say. Obviously, we were... Struggling to get the get the win, so um, I uh, shut up shop and um, yeah, went from there. <laughs> uh, very good stuff. Hey, not a, a fun chat with you today, mate. So we appreciate your time. Uh, and look, there's going to be a lot of teams above you on the ladder that are going to be very nervous if the Eagles can find their way into the top five for the final. So good luck, mate, for the final two games. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. There you go, Riley Knight. Who, if you were a betting man, you'd be putting some money down on Riley Knight to uh, pick up his first McGarry medal because he's just been seriously super con- uh, consistent. Might have a couple of teammates that could steal some votes, but as a whole, he has been the number one player. Uh, uses it so well for some of these big numbers as well. That's what's important about the way he plays. Well, I think that's almost improved in Riley Knight this year. Uh, if there was a knock on him in his AFL career, it was his use of the footy, but I, I've seen a lot of him this year down at... Uh, Mourn team Kia Oval, and he's been exceptional with the way he's used the ball, and he knocks up getting it, you know, 35 most weeks. So you've got to put yourself in front of uh, the umpire's uh, eye if you keep picking up that sort of number every week. Uh, gee, I'll tell you what, in terms of next year mm-hmm. as well, we'll wait and see what happens with Jimmy Rowe, but if um, he doesn't find himself uh, back with the Crows or somewhere else, and he's probably going to return to Oval Avenue and... James Cheetahs could yep. return as well. So there could be some seriously solid additions for 2023. Yeah, uh, we know Jack Hayes won't be home. He'll continue his rehab, and the Saints fell in love with him over two or three weeks. But they're due a bit of luck, the Eagles. They're due to get some coming back. They always dish out quite a bit to the AFL system. Let's see if they can get a few coming back over the next couple of years. Norwood had a tight win over the Dogs at the Ponderosa on the, win, uh, on the weekend, just the one point. So... No doubt Red Leg supporters would have been a little bit nervous in those final couple of minutes. The Dogs uh, finished really hard, but importantly, they got the win. The man in charge is Twiggy Rawlings, the coach. We're going to speak to him next on The Sample Show. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yeah, Host Plus is an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. So search, compare Host Plus today. Great to have your company for the sample show. My name's Andrew Hayes. This is Jason Regan. And Jason, uh, it's been a big show so far. We've it's spoken been. to Brad Gotch. We've also spoken to Niall Wright just before, the McGarry medalist favourite. Um, and we're going to look ahead in a little bit to round 18. Just a couple of rounds left to go. But there is a team who is charging towards the finals. Absolutely. They've been, I think, the best team in the competition for the last couple of months. Full of Air Peninsula boys, which makes me smile, of course, my old home patch. And the man who's leading them is doing a great job as well. So we're talking about, of course, Norwood. And Jade Rawlings, the skipper, joins me on the line right now. The coach, how are you, Jade? 
Oh, well, thanks, Jase. Go, Hazy. Twiggy, good to have you company. First of all, mate, take us through the win on the weekend. Um, I dare say you got a little bit uncomfortable late. Yeah, we sure did. I got uh, educated very early when I moved to South Australia that winning at the Ponderosa is always challenging. And uh, as it's been the last three times there's been games out there between Centrals and ourselves, Sturt and South Adelaide, it's come down to under a goal and the ball's been at uh, the Centrals end. So it was pretty nerve-wracking. We didn't close out the game anywhere near the level we should have. But I think if you went back on any sort of form line over the last six weeks, Centrals has been one of the stronger performing teams over that period as well. So it probably went to script the contest. I think one of the things that Nord has always done consistently well is make it uncomfortable to play at at the parade. And I know from when I was there, that's what we wanted to do at the Ponderosa. Why is it a little bit different? Why why is it not fun for the players or everyone involved? I don't think, not not so much so fun, but I just think it's, anytime you go away, that. It's all, there's challenges to it. And like you said, when you play at home, you know what type of environment you want to create to get things on your terms and make it as challenging for the oppo. So I think the size of the ground is always a challenge. But generally, if you look at the scores at the Centrals this year, they've been pretty low scores comparatively, like in the 50s and 60s generally. So there's always the length of the ground that's challenging. Uh, there's, for us and Centrals, are two teams that value similar things. So you've got two teams trying to fight to get the game on your terms. So... Yeah, I, I really rate Centrals. I think they got a bit of a touch-up from Sturt in round six, but after the bye, the state game bye, they've been excellent. They've improved all year, and uh, yeah, they might have a bit of a say on the results of well, the position on the ladder in the last two rounds because of how they're, they're playing and who they're going to be playing. You threatened to get away from them a couple of times, and they kept coming, but you would have been proud at how your boys knuckled down late in the contest. I mean, it was a huge game for you guys to win with the way the, the ladder is shaped up. You just had to get over the line in the end. The margin didn't matter. Uh, and the boys, when they needed to get it done down back, they clung on beautifully. Yeah, I think when Lowe kicked his goal, Jason, the last quarter, six minutes in, I think it was three goals, 16 points or three goals. And, yeah, well, another one play away, I thought, from probably going to put a gap on them. But, yeah, true to spirit and form for the Centrals, they just kept fighting and fighting away. They won critical contests around the ground, especially centre bounce. Uh, Grace started to get going a bit late, which was ball had had uh, contained in for three quarters, so that was a worry. And young Dudley started showing his ability, and Fraser Fort jumped up and some good, took a good mark. But yeah, our, our backs made some pretty desperate plays late. We probably didn't help ourselves on the last kick in where we kicked to a contest in the back pocket. But uh, we said to the players the other day that of the 16 games we've played this year, the game has still been in the balance at three quarter time. So you get very familiar with what's required in those situations, but it doesn't mean to say it plays out the same way every time. But I don't think people are talking about Nick Brokar enough. Uh, again, once again, a big, big performance, and maybe uh, you'd like him to just cruise into the finals under the radar. Yeah, I don't think it will happen, unfortunately. He's an uh, incredibly good player. He, yeah, even around the state period, he, he was still, oh, yeah, he's a good player, and he was sort of always in the cusp where he'd get into the team, but he got in, he played well, and yeah, he's he met met every challenge that's been thrown him this year. He's had a couple of tags. He's been able to mentally deal with that and still impact the game. And uh, he's really consistent and always comes back to how he prepares his body, how he trains, how he gives to the group in a leadership capacity. So the, he and Boyd in particular, it's no fluke when you have good years with how you prepare yourself and uh, devote your, your, your life towards trying to be the best player you can be for the club. 
Uh, Rantel, Kennelly, you've got some depth that can go through the midfield and also play other positions. So I've seen Rantel go forward and do well this uh, this season at times. I thought he was best on ground against the Eagles at Oval Avenue earlier on in the year. He was sensational that day. So you've got a wealth of options now that can run through the midfield, do a job for you, and then either go forward or back and still be productive. Yeah, it's been one of the things I've been really pleased with, Jase, with our group this year is the depth of players that we can play in the midfield. So Josh Richards has become a really good SANFL player and could probably become a really good inside mid, but he plays in the wing for us and does a great job. And uh, as you mentioned, Rentel's become a really good player at this level. Kennelly's been terrific in his form and leadership this year. Also, Loudon, Cotter and Spence go through there as well. We debuted Larkins on the weekend and uh, Panos and Nunn are also pretty pivotal midfielders for us. So it's, um, it's an area we know that we're fortunate to have that we we coach them hard as to what their requirements are in that part of the ground uh, and having flexibility has been something we've experimented with over the year and about to find out a few things about some players of what they can do if it's not just inside mid. Yeah I mean Luke Sermon gives you that extra flexibility in terms of the big boys and Harry Boyd he's been such a good player as a ruckman but is he also this pinch hitting midfielder Twiggy? <laughs> yeah well, it's uh, as I mentioned before Hazy would at times you try to experiment with your players to see what you might be able to gain is no advantage and you don't know unless you give it a go and there's always risk attached to it. But yeah, at times we've had Luke take centre bounce and Harry be a midfielder for the centre bounce and sometimes for that next couple of plays be a midfielder. So he's a really good follow-up player and those two have worked well together and a lot of the reason they've worked together is because Harry's been open to it. He's uh, very selfless, incredibly team-orientated and uh, whatever we ask to for the team to be able to benefit in relation to Luke's involvement. Harry's the first one to support it. So it's uh, always a good sign for your team and your club when you've got players thinking that way. Can I be selfish here for a moment, Jaden? just ask you about the connection with the Air Peninsula now. You've taken that zone over and we know how rich it was for Port Adelaide for many, many years. Lots of players on the Red Legs list at the moment uh, hail from over that way. Uh, my ex, uh, ex-door neighbour, actually, Tristan Binder, just uh, the sheepdog running around in the reserves for you guys at the moment. He's had a taste of it at senior level. But there's a lot of EP boys that are coming over. It's a long trek over from the Air Peninsula and they've found their home at the Red Legs and seem to be enjoying life. Yeah, I think the only way this works is if the club fully embraces their zone and our club has been fantastic in being able to really get our feet on the ground in the Air Peninsula. And you know what it's like, Jase. If you're going to invest, you have to be there with face to face, you can't just talk about it, you've got to do it and I think Rich Router at our football club has been leading the charge in relation to being engaging people in the EP, awareness of potential players but also with the competition, there's a lot of comps over there that are having awareness of all that but we've been really fortunate a lot of our EP players have come over and really committed to the program and then in turn have been able to get to the level to play regular senior footy and we want to increase that with the players that we continue to bring over through our under-18s program and, and and keep them in our senior program. So it's what you make of it, and we really care about it and think it can be a really competitive advantage if we keep maximising the, the talents over there, but also the quality of character. Looking ahead to this weekend, there's nothing better than Friday night football and then at the parade. Uh, it's interesting matchup, this one. You're obviously going to go in as favourites, and the Bays have, I mean, to be honest with you, have, have probably been in all sorts the last sort of few weeks, but they're a team that you couldn't at any stage take lightly. No, and I have a lot of respect for Glenelg as a club and, and for how they coach. I, I really like Brett Hand as a fella and I know what, I know how much he 
puts into it and his knowledge on footy is really strong and they're a mature team and yeah, watch what they did um, against the Eagles about three or four weeks ago and it was full of dominance for certainly the first two and a half quarters and really strong performance so I think when we've got a history over the last two years we haven't been able to beat Glenelg yet so when you look at that it does lend itself to a pretty good battle uh, with both same wins losses on the ladder and percentage is not far off either so there's a lot on, a lot at stake in this game will probably define out of us two who was able to get up towards that top three and try and consolidate themselves. Twiggy, always a pleasure. You guys are absolutely on fire and the red legs, it would seem, you could do some good things in the final. So best of luck the last couple of games and beyond and we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Ozzy. Go on, Jase. There you go, the coach of the red legs. And you mentioned before, Twiggy Rawlins, I mean, he's, this uh, team looks red hot. Right now, North Adelaide, I mean, the latter would suggest as well that North Adelaide are the team to beat, but if you had to predict at least a grand final, it would look like it's going to be North Adelaide Nord. And if that is the case, geez, I'm all for that because last time it was 2018, there were 40,000 plus at Adelaide Oval. It was a spectacle. And there will be again. Uh, these are the two sides that have the biggest following now in the SNFL, North and Nord, no question about it. Uh, the faithful red legs are still there. They get along. Uh, and look, I think they're two pretty evenly matched sides as well. Uh, there's that grunt and grit that the red legs have about them these days. Almost uh, a team full of Gary McIntoshes out there getting around uh, against that classy silk lineup that North Adelaide have. They play different footy and they match up pretty well against each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing them go out at finals time. Mm, still to get back Matt Nunn as well and Matt Panos. So they're going to be absolutely stacked at the absolute right time of the year. Uh, Nord, taking on the Bays, we mentioned just before, be hard to tip against the red legs. I don't think you can uh, at the moment. Glenelg haven't shown much in the last few weeks and uh, they're a bit up and down, topsy-turvy inside matches as well, not just uh, week to week. So uh, you don't play four quarters of footy against Nord. Uh, you, you're not going to win. Roosters taking on the Bloods. Great to see West LA get a win. But the Roosters, their form at Prospect on Saturday, that is a, a mission impossible for the Bloods, unfortunately. It would seem. I'm going to get a two-kilo bag of uh, mixed lollies for Gotchi yeah, yeah. uh, and just drop him off at the bench because he's going to need them this week. Don't. He doesn't want to fall back into it. <laughs> we heard from Gotchi just before. Ditch the lollies and now the uh, the, be- the belly is all the better for it. He's um, just about play Gotchi at the moment. He's looking good. <laughs> yeah, he's looking good. Dogs taking on the Crows. We'll wait and see what happens with the Crows selection-wise, but um, that's going to be Adelaide Oval as well before the main match. So, um Great result there. Sorry, following the AFL game. Yes. So good to see Sample Footy at Adelaide Oval. I know the players absolutely love it. Um, Dogs are playing some good football. They are. upset this. Uh, I've enjoyed watching them in the last couple of months, the Dogs. Uh, Since McCormick come back, um, I think they've been much better. And uh, we know how good Presbury is, but he's had some some help, uh, I guess, in the latter part of the year, which would please him. Hopefully they can hold on to him long term. And uh, I think they're going places down at the Ponderosa. Eagles taking on Sturt. Eagles fighting for a spot in the five. Sturt fighting to stay in the five. This is going to be a very hard full game. Look, I could be way off base here, but I've, I've seen a bit of Sturt and the Eagles this year, and I think the Eagles are a better side. And I think not only will they win this week, uh, and there won't be much in it, a three or four goal, but I think not only will they win this week, but I think they'll leapfrog Sturt in the, in the last round of the year and play finals. There you go. Who knows what the Eagles to do if they can get a ticket. Yeah. Bit of a dead rubber the last game. Panthers taking on Port Adelaide. Your Panthers need to show something. Absolutely never a dead rubber when South Adelaide take on Port <laughs> Adelaide, my friend. 1979 grand final. Uh, we need some revenge for that. Again, with the AFL clubs, it always depends on who's available for selection, but uh, not a lot to play for. For the Panthers, I'll tip them anyway. Great stuff, Jase. Always a pleasure.
Always great to be with you, my good man, and really look good forward stuff. to doing it again next week. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you get a chance as well, like we always say, get down, support your local fo- uh, footy team, and as we say each and every week, if you can, get out there, support some local footy, uh, like Jay said. We'll catch you next week. Have a great one. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.